0: Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Chamonet, and today I have an amazing trailblazer with me, Mr. Tori Ridgeway. Hello, Tori. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to get started today because if you guys don't know, it is Autism Awareness Month. We are recording this in April. By the time it comes out, it's probably going to be like the middle of May. But... I'm so excited to have you on because I've never really had an intimate kind of conversation like this with someone with autism and bringing awareness to it and branching out my platform even more, I think is amazing. And I'm so excited to get into this conversation today.
1: Well, that was the first time for everything, you know.
0: <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you're a part of and the university you just got accepted to.
1: Um, yeah, I'm Tori. Um, I'm 18. I'm a student at Northern High School. I'm an Eagle Scout in Troop 487, and that's my college. I just got accepted into Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University.
0: Congratulations, you guys. He's an amazing air blazer, and I'm so excited that he was able to look past the fact that he does have autism, people not giving him the chances that he deserves, and knowing that he can stand up for himself and being able to do what he loves to do, which is helping out the community and doing everything that he can to make people people who also have autism to feel welcome and appreciated as well and he uh, earned the rank of an eagle scout at the age of 14 for his eagle project he built a buddy he built two buddy benches for his former elementary schools he's also hosted presentations educating the community on autism and sharing his journey as a child with autism. Uh, out of this presentation, he be, he was sought out for numerous public speaking engagements, and he is a proud advocate for the autism community. You were also featured on the news on Channel 4 like a week ago, right? Yes. That is so exciting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and that experience that you had?
1: I was nervous. Um, I was nervous. Um, 'cause, you know, it's being on camera. I mean, I feel like anybody would be nervous to be on camera or on the news. But you know, I just I had to get over and just all I had to do is just tell them what I'd experienced. So it was all right.
0: Yeah. Something that I had I a lot I of fun of is, you know, no one is like up there to see you fail. Like everyone wants you to go up there and show people what you know, like they're not going to expect you to come up there and like stumble on your words or like talk about something irrelevant. They want you to succeed and they want you to be happy and like comfortable, you know what I mean? So that's why I like doing this podcast because it's, it's not live. So I get to mess up as much as I want and then it gets edited and it's like all put together all perfectly. But yeah, I totally agree. And like the news opportunities that I have been given, um, only one of them has been absolutely live like as soon as I was on the call they're like okay like you're good in like 30 seconds I'm like oh my goodness and it was absolutely terrifying but at the same time I had the time of my life and it's like it went by in like 30 seconds but it was still like a good time to know that they wanted to hear what I was doing with everything in my podcast, who I'm highlighting, and people like you inspired me to keep doing those kinds of things. So thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. And hopefully you will get more experiences like that on the news and publicizing publicizing the autism community as well.
1: Thank you. Um, Nice to hear that I inspired you.
0: Of course. I'm so, you were just like, standing up for what you believe in and i feel like many people especially generation z can do a better job of that because some people they just like want to go with the trends and they don't really stand up for what they think they just go with 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 what other people think and it doesn't really help our community it just kind of goes with the flow and it doesn't really change what we think should have to change so having people like you and people who want change to happen is just a step forward in the right direction So at your aeronautical university, what are you planning to study?
1: Aerospace engineering.
0: Give us like a rundown on what what that is. Because like I've heard engineering, I know there's like different kinds of it. So what exactly is it that you will be doing? And where do you see yourself after college?
1: I'll be one of the guys who's um, coming up with new designs for aircraft or new aircraft parts. You know, I'm one of the guys who comes up with the designs. We're the guys who basically test all the different types of, parts and airplane designs and we figure out which one is the best one. And, you know, we're just, we're just helping to push aviation forward.
0: I love that. And also if you guys don't know, um, Tori is actually in Florida right now. Uh, He just toured his school and right last night when I called him, he wanted to talk to me, but I was like, no, no, like save it for the podcast. So you're explaining like how amazing it was and how much of a good time you're having. And so why don't you share with us your experience and how much you like the campus?
1: It's amazing. And there's so much, there's so much stuff that can help me with, with what I'm doing there. Like they have five different labs, like 20 different labs, and they have tools, every single type of tool that I can imagine. They have wind tunnels, they have plasma cutters, they have gas turbine labs, they have, they have 3d printers for metal, they have everything.
0: That is so cool. And I'm, I'm always like interested in science and I'm always trying to branch out in like my interests as well. Like I do like computer science and I hope to kind of branch into that also and having people like you to inspire me like there's all these different routes that I could go and there's so many places that I can be present in like either the science world, the medical world, in the dance world, the performing arts world, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to branch out a little bit more and you're inspiring me to look into aeronautical design and hopefully I may find something that I enjoy there. And so there's so many things I'm learning from having people on my podcast. I didn't know like you could have a career in, and it's just so exciting to know that you are like bringing our future forward like technically, and it is super cool to see.
1: The college is just awesome. Thank you.
0: Of course. Just, so, they had
1: tools I didn't even know existed until yesterday.
0: <laughs> so what was like the experience like for you? Like you just like went in there? Like were you like like taken on an actual tour and like people have like walked you around? Like have you been able to make any meet any friends or anything like that?
1: We actually um we had one of the students uh give us the tour. And I actually was, make I made one friend, um, he was a student who was still undecided as to where he wanted to go. He was just touring the university, but we hit it off pretty quickly actually. He's a pretty interesting guy, he's from Missouri.
0: I love that. And again, I'm so excited for you and your new university and talking about your aeronautical design and everything that you are so excited about. And I'm only a sophomore and I can't wait to go to college. And like, there's so many things I want to experience. There's so many things I want to do when I get out there and you are being able to experience that right now. So I'm so excited for you and please keep me posted on everything that you have going on once you get there. So what's your community outreach done for you? Like how has it impacted your life, especially being someone with autism? Like how has it uplifted you and how have you seen it like change others?
1: Um, it's definitely taught me to have more of a, it's difficult to put it. I, it's definitely taught me to have more of a thought about what other people are going through who aren't as fortunate as you, who aren't, at, who don't have the same resources as you do. And it's it's given me a lot more empathy for those around me um in general. So whenever there's a community service event with Boy Scouts or with my church, I'm always, I'm always happy to join up and, you know, help out.
0: Definitely. You know, and how has like being in the church helped you and to carry on what it is that you want to be doing? Like, how has that helped you?
1: Um Well, church is just, um, gotten through some really rough times, um, as you mentioned, it hasn't always been all sunshine and roses for me. And sometimes, you know, I would wonder why, why God is putting me through all this, why He's putting me through all this, this strife, all of this pain. And I would often go to see um, people like Reverend Akil at Ebenezer Ami Church, and we would talk. And He would tell me that I just need to, I just need to wait because God has a plan for me, even if I don't see it, He sees it. And that's all that matters. So definitely, I just, you taught me a yeah. trust. If you don't mind,
0: like I definitely. And if you don't mind, I like to like get into that, maybe in the second half of this podcast, like your hardships and like what it's like being someone with autism and like how it's affected your life. Cause it's not the same as everyone else. You know, I don't have autism. I have no idea what it is that you could be going through. And I would like to get an insight on what that's like for you. Before that, you said you go to Ebenezer.
1: Yes, Ebenezer A.M.E.
0: That is really funny because when I was younger, I used to go to that church. I was actually baptized there. Um, I think we left that church around when I was like maybe 10 years old and then we moved somewhere else. But I think my aunt still attends that church. And it's so funny how small the world is. But how is it like going now? Because I haven't been there in years. So like what's changed? What, excuse me, what's different about it? Like I'd like to know.
1: I haven't really been there since um, quarantine started because this was like a huge crowd you know they had that huge sanctuary um mm-hmm. but I still I did an event with them um where we went to DC and we handed out food uh for a relief effort I guess and uh it was pretty fun my hands were freezing because it was in like <laughs> January or February I, I stuffed awesome. like hot, hot hands into my gloves and tried to help
0: Definitely, and yeah. I'm so happy that you're able to do some more community outreach through the church. I love Ebenezer; they were such like a loving family there, and being able to rely on them because like everyone just knew everyone. I was like, "How are you? Like, how are the kids? Oh, they're great!" Like, and it's like such a great community there. And I'm glad that you're able to have that support and be able to do what you love to do, which is giving back to the community. Thank you so much, Tori, for joining me thus far, and we'll be right back after this break. Get ready world, this is Danish Jones and I will be coming
1: to you first thing in the morning to start your day off with good news. Tune in every Monday at 7.30 a.m. to the Unsung Celebration, where we celebrate the unsung heroes of the world. The doctors, the teachers, the community leaders, and anyone who you feel deserves a platform of recognition. So tune into the Unsung Celebration, where we are committed to giving you your flowers now.
0: This is Sydney charlin and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasted on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table, where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back everyone. Again, I'm here with Tori Ridgeway, an amazing trailblazer and amazing person that gives back to the community. And I'm so excited to get into the rest of this conversation. We were talking about his experience about going into college, his ROTC group, and everything that he's gonna be doing in the future, which I'm so excited for. But I also like to talk about some of the hardships you've had, but the support that you've gotten also. So let's go ahead and get into that. So has there ever been a time where you, felt like kind of alone when, with having autism and not being, and other people can't really understand what it is that you're going through. Was there an an event or like a time where you felt kind of alone in that sense?
1: Feeling alone basically sums up my childhood, honestly. Um, So a lot of kids naturally, they didn't know anything about autism. I mean, I wouldn't expect kids who didn't know how to multiply to know a neurological disorder that they couldn't see Um, so a lot of times I ended up being alienated from the rest of the student body because um, of my of my disability and how I acted because of it Mm -hmm. so a lot of times I was either bullied or turned away from people who I wanted to play with and it was it naturally made me very alone so I I naturally just turned to video games as sort of what I did to pass the time because I couldn't go out and play with anybody. I had very few friends. I have one that stuck with me though. He, he is an awesome guy His name's Sam. He's an awesome guy. And I wish he was here with me right now, but I'm in Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that you've had to experience that. And like you said, people who don't really understand what autism is like the neurological science behind it why it happens and there's still I think like a couple mysteries about autism that we don't really know yet and I feel like there's so many different like forms of autism like some people like some people just don't talk some people are really really organized I think it can be it can go in many different ways and you were being so verbal. And like I said earlier, like you were like my first experience talking to someone with autism that I openly know has autism. And it's very eye-opening for me because a lot of people put kind of, put people with autism in some kind of box, like, oh, they're, they're different. Oh, they're special. And I, I think I've recognized that they don't want to be, not to put words in your mouth, but they don't want to be called that. They don't want to be put in like a separate area because they're human, just like everyone else. And putting them away in that kind of way is just almost disrespectful. And we're not giving others the opportunity to do what it is that they want to do. Like they will not be able to have conversations with the people that they want to talk to. They don't want to, they won't be able to hang out with the people that they don't want to because people are excluding them from the get-go. And something else that I've learned is like, there was this thing where it was like, when you address someone with autism, you don't say, oh, that's Tori, the autistic kid. Like you don't, you typically wouldn't want to say that you would say this is Tori with autism you understand like people don't want to be again put in that kind of box not again not to put words in your mouth but it is not really appropriate for people to like go out and say like yeah that's Tori yeah he's like autistic like I feel like that would be kind of rude but yeah I I'm sorry that you've had to experience that and going through the bullying and kind of being lonely in a sense I feel like is really kind of disheartening to me, and I'm really sorry that you had to experience that, but thank you so much for sharing your story.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't be sorry because it made me stronger, and you're right, and you're not putting words in my mouth. They've already come out of my mouth. I've said that numerous times. I'm not autistic. I have autism, but uh, I'm Tori. I'm not autistic. That's my name, so you know, just you're not putting words in my mouth. I've already said this type of stuff. I love to say it. And you're right about not being able to put people with autism in a box because autism can be a deficit. But it also, um, I know two people who go to my school who are actually very high on the spectrum like me, and they're both going to college. And one of them is an incredibly smart guy who's studying business. And another one is going to study journalism, too. So I'm, I'm very proud of both of them.
0: That's amazing. And again, that also goes to show that you guys are human, just like us. You have the same accomplishments. You're going to an aeronautical university on a full N-R-O-T-C scholarship. And most people can't say that they did that. And you are being able to be one of those people that can. And again, I'm super proud of you for that. And I love that you are being so open about it and not really giving me like the full effect of what it's like I just want you to know that I'm super proud of you, that you are pushed through, you have persevered, and that you have gone through everything and you're still able to stay, stand here and say like, hey, like I'm Tori, I do have autism, but I'm just like you, I'm just like everyone else and look what I've accomplished. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, you are also an Eagle Scout. So how do you think that has developed you and your character and you getting back to the community as a whole?
1: Well, being an Eagle Scout alone isn't something that has transformed my character as much as the journey towards becoming an Eagle Scout. So in the five years of working towards becoming an Eagle, I learned a lot of lessons um, about how to be self-sufficient. When we went camping a lot of the time with my troop, um, I learned how to fend for myself and not rely on my parents or immediate adults for anything and learn how to think on my own two feet. I learned how to cope for the first time. I learned how to Learned how to um, do a lot of things like tying knots and other such things and also just lessons as to how I'm going to have to survive in the adult world of being relying on myself and not other people. And as I got older, I started to also develop a work ethic with Boy Scouts, started becoming more pragmatic and learning how to take the initiative, how to get things done quickly, get them out of the way. and so that I didn't have to worry about them later and not procrastinate. So it really made me a hard worker. And being an Eagle Scout, the project itself taught me how to the value of community service. And even still, um, four years later, we're still getting people who were affected by my presentation and my project um, contacting us and telling us how much we have affected their lives, how much I've affected their life. And it's surreal because I You don't think that you have that kind of reach, but when we were on the plane coming to Orlando, we were sitting and my mom showed me an email from a lady who saw the presentation four years ago and used it to help her son who had autism. So it was was very surreal to see how one person can affect so many people.
0: Yeah, and I've noticed I've I think I've had someone on this podcast before who was also an Eagle Scout and you guys both share kind of a common personality of just being very professional and very forward and very like sure of themselves like you guys know what you're talking about you guys know what you want to do. I think he's trying to be an engineer as well and it's really cool to see how that kind of connects and you guys again share that same personality like you guys are just so professional and like out there and putting your best foot forward and it's just so cool to see
1: one of the things they drill into us from day one of being a scout is that a scout is prepared. We're always prepared for everything. So Definitely. even when I'm packing, I thought about everything that I needed for this vacation, everything.
0: <laughs> like, You've totally prepared for this interview that we're having right now. Like, I feel like your feedback has been amazing and I'm having like such a like good time, like talking to you about this because you're not, I feel like you're not holding back. I feel like you're sharing with me everything that, you've gone through it. And I feel like it's very intimate and it's very personal. And for you to be able to share that not only is certainly like brave, it is certainly very professional and very up forward, which I'm super proud of you for.
1: Yeah, it's it's easy to share because um, you being almost the same age as me, it's like telling one of my friends about it, which I have told a lot of my friends my experience. So it's just like talking to one of my friends about it.
0: Definitely. And yeah, you are two two years older than me. It always, it always like hits me. Like sometimes I have people younger and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like their older sister, but like to you, you almost feel like my older brother. It's the funniest thing because I feel (laughs) like, I feel like, um, we have just like talked so much about so many things in this past like half hour. And I feel like it's really like dawned on me like how much of like a good person that you are and I'm so excited for this episode to go out because I'm so excited to share with other people what it is that you are doing and I'm super again super proud of everything that you've accomplished and your story will enlighten so many people maybe other people out there that may have autism listening to this I feel like it opens the eyes for them to know that people with autism are doing things like Having podcast interviews, being on the Channel for News, and being able to accomplish all of these things and see it within themselves. So again, I'm super excited to have you on today.
1: Thank you. That's the goal. I just wanna, I just wanna show people who think that, who try to categorize autism, that uh, there are plenty of people who are still successful and have this, um, have this condition. And for people who have family members or friends or who have autism. Um, to give to give them hope and let them know that there, there's still there's still a chance you have you have just as much of a chance as everybody around you,
0: absolutely. And I'll, I think I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we can get into those rapid fire questions I was telling you about earlier. So your last thing for right now, um, what are what were your buddy benches? Where you said that you put them at your elementary school. So what are those, and how does that impact the community? Hey,
1: okay, so what the buddy benches is. is it was inspired by my lack of ability to verbally communicate that I wanted to play with somebody when I, was, when I was little. I believe somebody even told me a story about how I was throwing rocks to get kids attention. <laughs> I was in kindergarten. And so I thought to myself, okay, so what if I created a nonverbal way that perfectly articulates that somebody is in need of somebody to play with, but they can't figure out how to say it. And I thought, okay, so if we create this buddy bench, And we have kids sit on it, if somebody is sitting on it, that that is a signal, a sort of distress flare to other kids playing around that, hey, that kid who's sitting on that bench is sitting there because they don't know how to verbally communicate to somebody that they need a friend right now. And I thought, well, why don't I put those at the two places that helped me the most when I was a kid, which was my two elementary schools, James Ryder Randall, which was my early intervention school when I was in pre-K, and Windy Hill Elementary, which I went to for fourth and fifth grade after, and where I kind of sort of recovered from all the bullying and where it definitely died down because that school is so awesome and they do not tolerate that stuff. So I put one bench at James Ryder Randall, one bench at Windy Hill Elementary, and I also gave a presentation about how to how these benches would work, because a tool is no good if you have no idea how to use it. And uh, yeah, that's basically how they came about. And my knowledge, they're still there and they're helping kids find friends.
0: That is super cool that you're able to bring that out. And you were when you got to the new school, you were able to surpass the bullying and then do something like create buddy benches so people maybe like yourself or people who feel like alone in another sense have it have an ability to make friends in some type of way and you're opening the door to that and that's amazing to see because some people they're just like oh like I'll just let them be them. Like I'll just let them sit there and be lonely. Like people don't know each other's stories. And that's something that I carry with myself every day. Like you don't ever know what's going behind the scenes. That's why I always try to be friendly. I always try to be helpful, supportive, and opportunistic about what's going on. And for you to like set up those buddy benches and be able to bring in that friendship and community, I think is amazing. And people like you are actually really changing the world.
1: Thank you. Like you said, um, where some people would just let them be there and sit and be lonely. Well, that's not possible on my benches because I made sure to decorate them very well. And me and my friend Sam, who I mentioned earlier, we took a bunch of paint markers and we painted a bunch of positive affirmations on the benches that you could read while you're sitting there. So even if nobody comes, you're getting some sort of positive affirmation because know that I, I care to know that I still think that you're a wonderful person, even if nobody else shows it. And I, and if I were there, I'd give you a hug.
0: That is so sweet. And putting those positive affirmations on there is such a good idea. And again, I thank you so much for doing what you do for the community. But for right now, I'm going to get into those rapid fire
1: questions. Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: Okay. So your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Chocolate. Specifically Haagen-Dazs chocolate.
0: Yes! Oh my gosh! I just had it. The chocolate chocolate is <laughs> so good. Anyways, um, the amusement park or the beach?
1: Amusement park.
0: Would you prefer if you were to have any superpower? What would it be?
1: Um, I actually thought about this, and I did an art prod, I did an art piece on it because I love to draw in my spare time. I love designing things. I would have, and this is gonna sound weird. I would have nanobots infused in my body so that I could think about whatever I needed from them. And it's kind of like they would assemble themselves into whatever I needed at the moment. If I needed armor, they would assemble themselves in a metal, metal plating on my body. If I needed um a blowtorch for something to weld something, they would assemble themselves into that. If I needed um a key because I lost my key to my car, they turn into that too. Anything they could assemble themselves into it because they're on an atomic scale and they can make themselves into whatever they want.
0: Definitely. And, and I, I would just connect into to that, my brain. I kind of see that as like a new science. So maybe sometime in the future, you can probably patent that and make that, make that your own thing. If you're like, I want this right now. And then you can just have that. I think you'd be able to make up that some type of science with that. But thank you so much Tori for joining me. And thank you so much to my listeners. Oh, before you go, how can my listeners reach you?
1: Um, I have an Instagram. It is, it is called Ace of Aces because i play ace combat and i love um fighters like military fighters so ace of aces you want me to spell it sure um a c e and then you put a space and then of and then a c e s well underscores i think um and you'll know it's me because it's a picture of me wearing a travis scott hoodie
0: Thank you so much, Tori. And make sure to my listeners to go reach out to him if you ever wanted to talk about anything or make sure to support him in any way that you can. And good luck in going to college. And thank you to my listeners so much for joining me. Thank you, Tori. And this is Perfect Timing.